2: and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com.
1: Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data
0: plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024.
3: Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in Clay
1: Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Just when you think you're out, they pull you back in. A famous line from The Godfather. It also applies for all these insane COVID policies. So, I'm going to read a letter for you in a moment. A public elementary school in Montgomery County, Maryland, just out our outside of our nation's capital, is reinstituting a mask mandate for third graders because a couple of kids have tested positive for COVID. Uh, I think we have to fight this with every fiber of our being, and uh, I, I mean that as a parent. I'm going to read you this letter in a moment, but it's important to understand where this mask lunacy is coming from. Dr. Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden, of course, uh, Dr. Jill Biden has tested positive for COVID. I think this is at least the third time that they've publicly announced that she's tested positive for COVID, Buck. They've also made a big deal about the fact that she's gotten six, seven, eight COVID shots, whatever it is, uh, that you're supposed to have gotten by now. Uh, Karine Jean-Pierre the historic press secretary for uh, the White House was just asked about what precautions Joe Biden would be undertaking as a result he of course is testing every day as well she says he will be wearing a mask again indoors listen.
2: President Biden tested negative last night for COVID-19 and tested negative again today. He's not experiencing any symptoms. As far as the steps he is taking, since the president was with the first lady yesterday, he will be masking while indoors and around people in alignment with CDC guidance. And he, as as has been the practice in the past, the president will remove his mask when sufficiently distanced from others indoors and while outside as well.
1: Okay. Um, Buck, this is ridiculous. Uh, this was just sent to me. Uh, a D.C. area elementary school in Montgomery County, Maryland, reinstating a mask mandate. This is today uh, for third graders over a few kids testing positive for COVID. I'm reading from the letter that was sent to me today. This letter is to inform you that three or more individuals have tested positive for COVID. This is today, right? I'm not talking about like four years ago. This is today. Uh, we are taking uh, that three kids have gotten COVID in the past 10 days. We are taking the following steps to keep our school environment as safe as possible for in-person teaching and learning and to prevent further transmission of COVID in this group. Additional K95 masks, KN95 masks, have been distributed Students and staff in identified classes or activities will be required to mask while in school for the next 10 days, except while eating or drinking. Mask will become optional again following the 10-day period. At-home rapid tests will be sent home. All of this is madness. First of all, for anybody out there who thinks, oh, this thing's only going to go on for 10 days, I would submit to you that 15 days to stop the spread went on for about a thousand days and it's still in some ways going on. Buck, this is going to spread like wildfire. If you're, this is a public school. Wait,
2: COVID or the craziness?
1: <laughs> both. Uh, the crate. Well, maybe both. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we always get colds during winter. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know about you, but unless the cold is so bad that everybody can notice that I have a cold, I typically would not you know, stay home with a cold or anything like that. They're coming for your kids again on this mask thing. And for those of you out there who are like, oh, I don't know why you care because we've heard from that, just let people do whatever they want. It's never what they are satisfied with. We're talking about this is the fourth year of fall and winter that COVID has existed. These poor third graders, Buck, have never been in an elementary school environment where COVID wasn't omnipresent in their mind. I don't even want to think about the psychological issues that we've created uh, in convincing all these kids that if they don't wear masks all the time, they're going to get germs. But we're going to go back to wearing N95 masks, and you're going to have to be able to do that for 10 days except when you're eating and drinking, I mean, they're not learning. And they will do this. If you're listening to me right now in California, if you're listening to me right now in New York, if you're listening to me in the D.C. area, they're going to do this to your kids, too. They are coming for them. It they're going to have to put masks on
2: again. It is time for mass noncompliance on masks. If people go along with this in those places, it is going to happen. and It is going to continue. I also think look, the fact that the White House is announcing this is this is to this is to set the tone. This is to prepare people. You know, it, it's like the word is going out from on high um, that you should be in a Democrat enclave ready for this. What I think will be a real interesting uh, red line is, do they try to do this? The only place where I can tell you they're going to get mask compliance from people like me who have hated masks all along and thought that they were stupid and the people who wore them were absurd. I've thought that since, uh, the, actually, the very beginning. I never thought that masks worked. I actually was more willing to believe in hand washing than masks initially, just because understanding airflow and you're breathing in the air, the mask doesn't filter out the air. You're just breathing in air through a mask, around it and under it. I mean, it made no sense, no sense at all. Uh, it's not like you are trying to stop, you know, large sawdust particles or something. There's a reason people but wear. How N95 about the,
1: even in this example, Buck? They're still taking them off to eat and drink. I mean, th- well, this, this is, is what like- I always
2: said about about the planes. So planes is the one place because the airlines went full Stalin on masks. I mean, they went completely, uh, completely insane, and they were banning people from being able to fly airlines if you. And it was a mask up between bites policy. To your point, Clay, it's not even. The question we are presented with is not even can a perfectly fitted N95 mask worn 100% of the time you are around other people who may have COVID protect you indefinitely from COVID, right? That is the way that they, they frame this in their minds. The real question is can intermittent on, off, sometimes yes, sometimes no masking protect you in perpetuity from a virus that will always be there and that you will be exposed to with and without your mask on that's the real question and when you frame it that way you understand immediately the people who believe in this are insane they are insane they are the the, the you know amygdala like the lizard part of the brain so to speak the fear part of the brain the fight or flight i think it's the amygdala um is calling the shots for them and on the political side of this, you know, we were, Clay, it's interesting. We talked the first hour. They've thrown the four indictments. We think, we agree, they're going to try some ballot measure to kick Trump off the ballots because of the insurrection, right? The only nonviolent, unarmed, I shouldn't say nonviolent, but the only unarmed insurrection that killed zero people uh, on the side of, of the government in the history of so-called insurrections. Um, what else could they add on to this? to try to rig the game even further, Um even if it's only a temporary thing, the usage of COVID, remember, it'll limit rallies. It'll be an excuse for Biden. It'll yes. put him back in the basement. It'll have Democrats consolidate and mobilize around the idea that they take the virus seriously. It'll be in the news. It'll drown out stories about the economy. It'll drown out stories about the migrant crisis. It you know, turns out when it's not El Paso having to deal with all the migrants, but New York City, New Yorkers flip out about it, right? We're seeing some really interesting stuff happen. The political advantage that they can draw from this is clear, and we know that it's um, only going to be over a period of time, but I think that they can maximize that. And remember, if they do it now, they're going to do it again next fall. They're setting and the precedent.
1: Not only that, Buck, what does it also allow them to do? Change the voting Mail rules. Mail-in balloting. Yep. Again. Yep. Again, they get to go and say, right, well, there's an emergency. It's just to be safe. There's an emergency. What sort of danger might people engage in if they go vote in person? We've got to ensure that vulnerable people are able to all vote remotely again. They will run the same plays until they get stopped. And that's why for everybody out there, you can never allow this to happen again. I get it if some of you were afraid in March of 2020, and you acquiesced meekly when your kids in August of 2021 Uh, You were just so excited for them to be back in school. Sorry, August of 2020. You were so excited for them to be back in school that you were willing to put up with the masking. Never again. Because unless you once and for all defeat this idea, it's anti-science, it doesn't work, and it has significant learning consequences for children, to say nothing of increasing, I think, the incentive structure for all sorts of criminal behavior cuz what's the first thing you do when you commit a crime put a mask on come on this is not
2: this is not there, revolutionary there were jurisdictions that previously had anti-masking measures unless it was necessary for your work so you know if you had like an electric saw out obviously you could have a mask on um for, specifically for that reason um because of the public safety component of this you know, they didn't want people running around in the middle of summer with a ski mask on for obvious reasons. You could say, well, a ski mask person will do it no matter what. Yeah. But if you see them going into the bank with a ski mask, you get to know, I think something bad is happening here and you can actually stop them if you're law enforcement. So, uh, Clay, I, I mean, it, it's, it's all coming together exactly as you would have anticipated if you're dealing with a, a totalitarian Democrat party that has thrown all rules of all rules of fair play and all constitutional constraint out the window whatever works whatever works is what they're going to do and if they think this works they're going to push this all the way if there's a video that comes up at some point folks of me in public in a shouting match with somebody over masks i just i hope you all know i do it out of love for all of you because it's insane what they're doing to us you cannot comply I
1: want every single one of you listening right now, even if you think you look ridiculous, to raise your right hand and swear an oath with me, which I will swear to do as well. I will not wear a mask anywhere in America over COVID. Right? I want to say over COVID because uh, I want to specify this is the fourth year. Okay? Some people have to wear masks for a variety of different directions and reasons. Your kids, you have to fight it. Your ability, if 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 some business tries to get you to wear a mask, to go to the grocery store, find the one that won't and put every one of your dollars behind it. Use your economic might to punch back against this. Refuse to comply. Every single person, the millions of you listening right now, I'm telling you, this is why, Buck, I got so fired up. We've been talking about it. People said, I don't know why you care, because these are totalitarians. And yes. if you allow them to have an ember of hope, they will wait till that ember turns into a little spark of flame, and then they will let that turn into an opportunity as it spreads to take away your rights and point out that you are sheep because they want to be able to control you. That's what this is about. There's no scientific basis for it. All the evidence is out. There's no arguments anymore.
2: Let me put this out there to our uh, Clay and Buck Blue State listeners. Are you seeing any of this stuff already? Your school, your workplace, let us know. 800 282 2882 We're on a totalitarian Fauciite watch here. We talk about our friend Dutch Mendenhall from time to time. He's an entrepreneur, an investor, and the co-founder of a very successful company, Rad Diversified. He's also an author. He wrote a book this year that was published this summer. It's on a topic he knows a lot about, which is how to turn personal debt into a resourceful investment tool. He titled the book Money Shackles because that's how he perceives Americans' view of a car loan or student debt, just to give two examples. He believes that's the wrong approach and the wrong point of view. In his book, he'll give you strategies to use debt to your advantage and tap into lucrative alternative investment vehicles to redefine your American dream. Dutch is on a mission to be at the forefront of the greatest financial change in American history and look beyond Wall Street and see the future of alternative investments. It's now no longer just available to the super rich. The old American dream is dying fast. But get ready for the redefined American dream with the book Money Shackles. Learn more at therad.com. That's T-H-E-R-A-D.com. therad.com. Break free from your money shackles. Visit therad.com.
1: Make an appointment with The truth. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time,
0: 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled?
2: How many people out there are getting excited about getting, as Fauci would call it, a booster shot? A booster. Is it a booster if it's shot number six for a fourth strain of a virus? Like You you don't think of it as a, a flu booster every year. You call it a flu shot. It's a flu vaccine. It's formulated for that flu. It doesn't work very well. It works somewhat. Older people get it sometimes. And yet, uh, here you have one of the on-TV docs over at MSNBC saying everybody older than six months needs to get a COVID booster. Play four.
0: So all of us need boosters. Um, so six months of age and up, uh, we're going to have boosters by the end of this month, hopefully. And those will protect, we believe, very strongly against these new versions of the virus. The virus will continue to change. COVID and flu shots can be had at the same exact time.
2: Clay, they will have to put a booster in my cold, dead arm. No (laughs) way. No way. I mean, I sit here, these people, oh man, uh, there are a few things that get me because they were so wrong. They weren't a little bit wrong. This isn't a close call. It's not like, yeah, it actually worked pretty well. Masks were a good idea. Lockdowns made sense. Total disaster. No benefit whatsoever. The shot does not stop the spread at all and does not protect well if at all too so what are they doing what are they even talking about
1: i'm so glad that i've never gotten a single shot but i don't even think buck the people who are lecturing you about how you need to go get another shot i don't even think they're actually going we had alex on was it friday whatever last week Alex Berenson was on with us and he said, and, and I know we got Dr. Marty McCary on tomorrow, which will be great timing given what's going on here. Um, uh, but only like 20 million people got the most recent booster. So in a country of 330 million, what is that? 8% of the overall population, roughly 7%, whatever the math is on that. Almost no one's getting it. And the idea that Ash, is that Ashish Jha, who we just heard from, would be going Vin on. Gupta. Okay, Vin Gupta would be going on saying, Hey, I think Jot stepped down, by the way, but he's been one of the foremost
2: advocates. Your six month old needs a COVID shot. Mon, six months. Monstrous. Insane. Insane. You're going to have people again. You're going to have lunatic blue haired libs in, in Brooklyn who are posting, you know, photos of them making their like two year old get a shot crying over COVID. Like we take the virus. Here. We're here again? What is wrong with all the? I will tell you, I've always prided myself on on being able to have, even with people I vehemently disagree with. I mean, I've hosted shows with leftists before, right? I mean, I'll talk to anybody. On COVID, I just think people are morons. I I don't know what else to say. I, I can't actually look at them anymore and say, you have a point. This is what happens, Buck, when there are no consequences for being
1: wrong. Who's the politician who lost their job for getting things wrong with COVID? Not one damn person. Didn't happen. And if you don't have any consequences, you think you can run the same play over and over again. People have to stand up. Tunnel of Towers delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us. Heroes who risked their lives to keep our communities and our country safe. Heroes like United States Marine Corps captain and pilot John Jeremy Sachs. Sachs sustained fatal injuries when his military aircraft crashed during training, killing him and five other service members. He's remembered by loved ones as courageous, brilliant, and devoted to his family and his career. Sachs is survived by his wife, Amber, who gave birth to their second daughter three months after his death. Tunnel the Towers paid the mortgage on the family home for Amber and their two daughters. The foundations helped over 1,000 military and first responder families navigate the worst of times by removing the burden of a mortgage payment. Our nation's heroes and their families need your help now more than ever. Donate $11 a month to tunnel the to towers at t2t.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on, on the, the front, front lines, lines of, of truth. We got Mike Baker, former CIA covert operations officer, CEO of Portman Square Group global intelligence and security firm. He's now the host of the president's daily brief podcast. Um, so much going on right now uh mike let me just start with this when you see that kim jong-un is planning to meet with uh uh with with uh with putin and we know that china has been meeting with putin how concerned are you about like for lack of a better way of describing it a glo- a new global axis of evil that is commingling itself kind of associated with ukraine and beyond in opposition to the united states Yeah.
3: Uh, Well, my first thought is Iran's probably like, hey, what's wrong with us? (laughs) Yeah, right. What what happened to us? We used to be in the axis of evil. We're still evil. Um, So, yeah, it it is. It's disconcerting. But from the perspective that, look, um, you know, North Korea, uh, Kim Jong-un, his dad before him, and frankly, his dad before him, they they were always seeking a way to be relevant. Right. And when they felt disrespected or ignored on the world stage, you know, then usually you'd get a, a missile being fired off. You'd get some uh, action out of North Korea uh, so that they could get some attention. This, um, in a sense, I think, is Putin, uh, or more likely his Ministry of Defense, trying to uh, butter up the North Koreans for a better uh, deal on munitions and weaponry, which the Russians are in rather desperate straits in, in terms of stockpiling uh, their inventories because they've been depleting them at a fairly astonishing rate over the past 550 days or so uh, so it's it's worrisome uh, China is a different animal China is sitting over. they only do things in their own best interests so they're not best friends with anybody right This is not a BFF moment where you know China is, is looking for uh, you know to, to hang out with them after school. This is just China doing what they always do, which is in the moment doing what they consider to be in their best interests.
2: Hey, Mike, it's Buck, and uh, congrats on launching the uh, the new podcast, the PDB podcast uh, for President's Daily Brief. Um, and uh, what do you think the future is going to look like? Of let, let's just say, let's put it this way, right? Because we don't know who's going to be uh, the boss in 2024, the Commander in Chief. But between now and the election. Um, the offensive that Ukraine was supposed to have uh, broken through Russian lines with, it, it didn't work, right? I mean, we were told, oh no, this time around. And I think people are starting to recognize that the build of the taxpayers getting bigger, the carnage over there, the casualties, just from a humanitarian side of things on both sides, you know, combatants, non-combatants, mm-hmm. everything is is getting higher and higher each day. What do you think the policy is going to look like? And, and what should it be like? What should we do uh, in Ukraine right now or with regard to Ukraine, given what we've seen?
3: Yeah, I I think that's a, I mean, it's a great question. And it's it, it, depending on how it plays out with the election in, in 2024, I think you've got a couple of different scenarios. But, you know, just from an operational perspective, I think one thing that needs to be done is we need to, as, as the U.S. and with our allies, hopefully, we need to define what, The end game looks like right because we're in that point we're getting close to winter fighting and once that rolls around it won't be long before we're at the start of the third year of this war and typically that's going to signal a loss of interest even amongst all those people who have planted flags out in their front yards and have stickers on their bumpers yeah yeah, we stand with ukraine even though in 2014 we didn't give a you know a crap about what happened in crimea or in the eastern ukraine uh but it's going to signal a change and I think Zelensky realizes this. I think he and and some of his, uh, his cadre, I think they understand that one thing they've got to do is hold that alliance. If they lose that supply chain of resource, of munitions and weaponry, uh, because allies start falling by the wayside or because there's concerns over corruption, which we're starting to see, uh, they've got a real problem, right? Without that supply chain, that steady flow of munitions and and, uh, and weaponry and resources, uh, they can't maintain this, not only the counteroffensive, but any hope of a lasting success. So we've got to define an end game. And that typically means in a situation like this, there's going to have to be a negotiated settlement. And that really pisses off everybody, right? Because it's very emotive. And so nobody, nobody wants to give Putin anything. So we all imagine that somehow we're going to get to this place eventually where the Ukraine reclaims all their territory, as they've said that is their end game, including Crimea. And then you have to ask yourself, is there any scenario where Putin's going to be willing to give up Crimea? Uh I don't see that. So we're going to have to be a little more pragmatic about how this thing may turn out. We're
1: talking to, uh, to Mike Baker. I appreciate, uh, him coming on with us. Encourage you to go check out his, uh, his podcast, The President's Daily Brief, former CIA covert operations officer. You mentioned China. There's been a lot of discussion, certainly as the Republican primary continues over what would happen if China invaded Taiwan. This has been a big topic in the wake of Ukraine's invasion by Russia. Do you think China will invade Taiwan? Do you think there is a time frame under which they are planning to do so? Uh,
3: Yeah, the last part of that question, yes. I think that time frame is uh, somewhere within Xi Jinping's tenure. I I have a hard time imagining, and I think a lot of people that have been looking at this and profiling his character, his leadership, uh, his personality, the idea that he'll walk off into the sunset at some point and hand over the reins and will not have acted on the Taiwan issue, uh, I think those chances are, are somewhat remote. So I think your time frame has been condensed. Used to be we talk about well, maybe 2050 or sometime out there. Uh, but that has that has changed. Now, I, I think in terms of an invasion, we have to understand that an invasion can look in, like a lot of different things. Uh, so this may not be ships heading across the strait. Which is remarkably narrow, uh, and 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 militarily taking over the country. Right there, there could be other elements to this, and whether that includes, you know, the next battlefield, which is cybersecurity and and uh, and and or, or cyber shenanigans. Sorry, and and uh, and space. Right, the uh, degrading of of uh, you know surveillance and intel capabilities, um, taking out satellite systems, whatever it may be. That that will look different. Uh, so, and it also depends in part on, on, you know, the next upcoming election. The, uh, the front runner right now is, you know, he, he's speaking out more aggressively about the independence of Taiwan and the importance of, of maintaining that. So it is, I mean, look, we got a lot of flashpoints around the globe. Uh, obviously China, Taiwan is, you know, in the top three at this stage.
2: Mike Baker, everybody check out the PDB podcast where he'll talk about national security every day from the perspective of a former CIA covert operations guy. Mike, great to have you all, my friend. Thanks yeah. for being here.
3: Hey, listen, thank you very much. I appreciate the, uh, the opportunity to talk about it. I appreciate you mentioning the PDB. I- I'm gonna use all my big words and and uh, try to be clean shaven and wear a clean shirt every day. So, you know. <laughs> well, Mike, as you know, I'm a
2: CIA analyst. So if you need someone to, you know, make sure that all the hyphens are in the right place, I got you.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think that's you know that's a really important point to note. Buck is that nobody nobody was ever gonna ask me to join the smart ranks of of the analysts. You know where you guys actually knew what was going on. Right. We would just chunk in little bits and pieces of information from wherever we happen to be and, and, uh, and then be amazed at, at, you know, what would be kind of turned out from all of that. So James Bond over here,
2: everybody is a very humble man, but he's going to do a great job on uh, this PDB uh, podcast.
3: I'm I'm just saying the PDB is going to look at things from, from more of an operational perspective than an analytical perspective. And I'm going to try not to tell people how to think about things. Um, but, uh, we'll see how that goes.
2: Good luck to you, Mike. PDB Podcast. Check it out, everybody. Thanks.
3: Take care. Take care.
2: Doesn't it seem like we do everything online these days? This whole conversation about cybersecurity and keeping you and me safe from cyber hackers was never a thing until it became one with a big one-time data breach. You look, uh, then it happened again, and then it happened again, and you realize, oh, my gosh, these data breaches are a regular occurrence. Think about all the banking and stuff you do online not to mention ubers amazon netflix there's so much payment information so much stuff floating around on the internet so you need to protect yourself and your online identity i can tell you i've gotten i've gotten text messages from p- things that look like it's from my bank things that look like it's uh, a home that i uh, that i own like uh, an investment property and they're just saying hey we just need some information we got a problem or hey you know you've got some lien on the property or hey you've got It's hackers, folks. They're all over the place. You need someone to have your back. LifeLock by Norton is your answer and your form of protection. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own. When they see it happening with your name and info, they get in touch with you quickly. You confirm or deny you've got a problem. And if you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based LifeLock restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. Join LifeLock today and save 25% off your first year with my name, Buck, as your promo code. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go online to LifeLock.com and use promo code Buck for 25% off.
1: The Clay and Buck Podcast deep dives with cool content. Surprise guests. Get it all on the iHeart app or wherever you get your
2: podcasts. Call
1: 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D.
0: When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled?
1: Up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY. That's C-L-A-Y to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more. Pick less. It's that easy.
2: We're going to be closing up shop now for the day on Clay and Buck. But obviously, much to discuss the rest of the week. If you missed any part of today, the Clay and Buck podcast. Now, you might have listened to all three hours because you have exceptional taste and you realize that this is the best radio show you're going to hear anywhere but we also have stuff that goes in the Clay and Buck podcast feed that if you subscribe to, um, you will see yourself, uh, is really cool. And, um, yeah, it goes in the feed. And it doesn't appear on the radio. So go to the iHeartRadio app, download the iHeartRadio app, and then subscribe to the Clay and Buck podcast, and you will see for yourself how cool all that stuff is. Uh, also check in at ClayandBuck.com for posts about the show, things we're posting, things we're talking about. You can become a VIP subscriber. Uh, Mr. Clay, I got to tell you, I think they really are going to be. Oh, wait, wait. There's one more thing, folks, before I get into the craziness of this, want to give a big shout out to our new Detroit affiliate, WFDF AM. So we are now on a massive reach station in the great American city of Detroit. And, uh, we're going to be bringing sanity to the people in the Detroit area on WFDF AM. So if you're listening on it, spread the word. I even, I've even heard rumors, Clay, there may be some billboards. Yes. Where I, I, I still have a beard in that photo. So people may not recognize me anymore, but, uh, yeah.
1: Your beard. If you see the billboards go up 9, 10 AM all over southeastern Michigan, you will be able to hear the show now. Continue to roll up new affiliates, over 500 now. So if you uh, see those photos, tag at Clay and Buck because uh, we will share them. I don't know when those billboards are going up, but obviously we appreciate that new affiliate. And uh, Detroit is one of those cities where people have been clamoring, saying, hey, we want the show for some time. We just added D.C. a couple of months ago, and now we have got the Detroit area on 9:10 a.m. More to come, uh, but we appreciate all of you that will be listening and uh become uh, new uh, new
2: fans, hopefully, of the program as a result. Looking forward to it. Um, let's see if we have any calls we can get to here or any of our VIPs. Here we go. VIP email from Amy. Hey, Clay and Buck, in light of thieves and criminals being able to walk into businesses and steal with no ramifications, watch, those of us who are pushing back on masks will be thrown out of businesses for not complying with the mask. Craziness, yeah, I, I think that you're going to see some ugly ugly videos of uh, people who are going to get really contentious about this. Because one of the things that I always found um, so annoying about the whole process of, of masking, beyond that it doesn't work, people who say it's not a big deal, it, it yeah. actually is a big deal. It's uncomfortable, it causes anxiety, and it's completely unnecessary. We all know there are all these fights on airplanes Although I do think, was it, was it, uh, who had the big ground stop today? United? Yep. Was it nationwide yeah, ground stop yeah. because of a computer issue? Somehow the airlines get worse and worse. Technology gets better and better. You know, I, you know, I remember when a color TV that was like 25 inches was super expensive and weighed like a hundred pounds. Now we carry around these iPhone supercomputers in our pockets. Like everything gets better except the airlines somehow. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? Uh, they actually get worse, but, um, what was I saying? Especially if somebody poops in the back and you're trying to fly. Oh my to, gosh. Like, Clay wants to talk about this story. And I keep telling him people may be eating lunch. Not allowed. This is the worst
1: story I've heard other than an airline crashing, which would be awful. Delta Airlines Atlanta. They are trying to fly to Barcelona and someone on the plane had explosive diarrhea and they had to return to Atlanta. I can't imagine a worse situation. This might be the worst poop story of all time. To have to return the play, were they over the Atlantic? I, like, how far outside of Atlanta did they make it?
2: Those of you who are who are like halfway through, you uh, know, your General So's chicken right now. Okay. I just want to tell you, I tried to veto this, but Clay will tell you this.
1: I can't. I mean, this is the worst story ever. Can you imagine? Like, you're excited. End of summer vacation. You're going to Barcelona. Next thing you know, you got to turn around and re-land because somebody, like, blew it up in the bathroom. Not literally blew
2: it up because that would be worse, obviously. (laughs) Good God, Clay. But I will say this. I've noticed this. I'm not the only one. There is a trend now on planes of people who take out an Usually it's an iPad, I've noticed. It's not even a laptop. They will take out an iPad, and they will just start watching a movie or something with no headphones. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, I will tell you, as much as the Acela corridor gets a lot of, which is the, uh, obviously the high speed train that goes from Boston to Washington DC, the Acela quiet car is enforced with ruthless efficiency. If anyone tries to have a phone call in, in that quiet car without fail, someone comes over and go, does the really aggressive shh, excuse me, sir, you know, and I may or may not have been that person a few times myself because not all heroes wear capes, but. On planes, we have to shut down the people who think you can watch something on your iPad with no headphones on. I, I don't know what this has started to happen. We are civilized. We are not barbarians, Clay. This is there are rules. I think this is having to do my. I've
1: noticed this as well. Um, first of all, compared to a poop explosion, minor. But I have noticed this. I think it's because for some reason they did the cordless headphone thing. You know, there used to be a jack, and everybody kind of had a... I felt like most people had the cordless headphones. It's hard to keep up with those remote headphones. A lot of times they don't seem to stay very charged. They don't work very well. I would submit that I wish they would just go back to having a plug for regular headphones because I think that's what this is about. People don't have them. They get uncharged. They don't work. And then they're sitting there with no reading material or anything else. So they listen to audio on the, on the, on the plane, which I agree has become a big issue. I
2: I don't know if we can save the country from the, uh, the possible systemic collapse of taking Trump and throwing him in prison and all the things that are going to happen next year. But I do think we can all band together and prevent loud people from being rude on airplanes with their, with their iPads. That I think is possible. That's achievable. And no matter how bad your flight is today, if you didn't have to turn around because of a poop explosion, it wasn't as bad as you Look, thought. It I, he, have been. Just because I told him not to do it, you see how much he does it? This is what happens.
0: Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over five hundred airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points.
4: Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air.
0: Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.
2: Since 9-11, the Tunnel the Towers Foundation has been committed to improving the lives of America's veterans, first responders, and their families. For over 20 years, the foundation has helped America keep its solemn promise to never forget.
1: Tunnel to Towers provides mortgage-free homes to Gold Star families and the families of fallen first responders with young kids, builds specially adapted smart homes for severely injured veterans, and is working to eradicate veteran homelessness.
2: David Marshall served in the Army during World War II and fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He has never forgotten the sacrifices of his comrades-in-arms nor the efforts of his first responders on 9-11 and in the days and months that followed. He is a loyal and proud foundation donor. Tunnel
1: the Towers is committed to supporting veterans, first responders, and their families, and so many of them need your help. Join the foundation on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number
2: two, T.org.